This episode is about embracing exactly where you are with all of these intense experiences happening, anchoring and attuning to pleasure in a whole and complete sense, as well as looking for another context in which some of the emotions and experiences that you're having may belong. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. Thanks so much for joining in today. It's great to have you here. I am back in Michigan. You might be wondering what happened and why I'm suddenly back here. I was in California the last, you may have heard in my Live Now episodes. However, the last two weeks, I created some episodes in Mexico that aired the last two weeks called Reverie, or it's part of the Reverie series. And those are like energetic downloads And what's really interesting is I could barely get myself to podcast this last two weeks. And I listened to the Reverie episode last week. And then I felt like, wow, (laughs) this is really helpful, Candice. And I felt this inspiration to get my mic out and talk today. So if you haven't listened to those episodes and you need a little bit of support, self-loving, inspiration maybe, just something to remind you of who you are and being okay as who you are. Check out those recent Reverie episodes. You can find it at candacewu.com slash Reverie1 and Reverie2. Hopefully there'll be more of those. So all this to say too, that the last couple of weeks has been pretty hard for me. I've gone through all sorts of emotions, grief, anger, despair, feeling a bit numb, what else, sadness, anxiety, self-consciousness, yeah, it's like fireworks. You know when a situation brings all the right pieces together, maybe just the right kind of components and ingredients, the right temperature even, or flavor, and all this culminates to draw out a specific kind of wound in you. (laughs) That's what happened to me. While it was happening, I was not as humorous about it, but I also could still feel that, of course, Yes, these right pieces came together for something specific to surface that I really needed to look at, something that my soul, my psyche has been holding. And though it's not unfamiliar, there was another piece of it, like a large piece of shrapnel that was lodged in my body that pushed itself to the top that said, look at me, this is painful. This is what you've been carrying. And it's going to enliven and show up in this scenario so you can really look at it. 
and be with it. Do you know what I mean? Has this happened to you? Or do you see your own life in that way at all? Where the specific circumstances seem to be just so ripe for something that you, something good could really happen. And yet something painful comes to the top. And usually for me, I guess, you know, I've got a lot of trauma and stuff that I have chosen to work on in this life where these scenarios, at least in the last several years, have been pretty frequent and intense. And I I know the intensity is an indicator for me that it's connected with things that either were from my past, maybe young life, attachment wounds, but also past lives. Things that just don't feel like they belonged in this life, like they don't resonate with this life. And also pieces of my ancestry and what I've been carrying through in my lineage that I also chose to look at in this life. So when I was in California with the horses, in um, three episodes ago, I talked about landing in California after leaving Mexico and living this like camper lifestyle while uh, learning from a mentor there and the horses there. It didn't work out. Um, certain things came to the surface, maybe for both of us, but I really can only speak for myself in that certain wounds came forward for me. And as I looked at it, once I got home, as well as a little bit while I was there, it was really painful. To know that I had been holding that piece of shrapnel where I have these like cruel thoughts and feelings and beliefs that have lived in me, And for those to come forward in an uncomfortable way in the outer world, uh, I didn't think I was coming for that. But I think spiritually, sometimes we get shown why why we're in a certain experience. And consciously, we didn't, we didn't know that was going to happen or we didn't think we were signing up for that. So I thought I was there for the horses and all the while this stuff wanted to like bubble up to the surface and it did. But through it, I survived that experience and through it, I have been able to come to even more love for myself and to heal up that wound of beliefs that I'm just a horrible person or that just being myself, I should be treated badly. I should be punished. I'm awful. How could I even have needs and wants? These were just the tip of the iceberg in terms of some of the belief sets that were coming up. And as they came up, it was like, wow, these are so old, and I, I know these. And what what are they here for now? 
oh wow, there's a painful spot, like a well of pain there that wants to come forward, that hasn't gotten to yet. So I'm wondering if any of this is resonating for any of you, and how are you doing? This is an intense and extraordinary time. 2020 has really shown us a lot. And I don't think it's over. Well, 2020 is certainly not over, but what I mean is there's all sorts of looking at the hard stuff right now. It's right in front of our faces, painful things. There's all sorts of dismantling, destroying, deconstructing. And with that, it can be necessary, but also scary and can... Hmm. rip us from some of the things that we've been leaning against or attached to, forcing us into new changes and finding a new way for ourselves, finding a new way for each other, for the world. And so while this dismantling, destroying, maybe anger, tearing down, burning up. All that seems so important right now to look and see and to to see where that is in you, in ourselves. And when the dust starts to settle, being with the feelings of grief or despair, sadness, depression, even anxiety or worry about what's next to come, Just being with all that. And if you can, locate if that has any other context that you may be carrying feelings from someone else in your ancestry as a repeat, from your past life, from other dimensions, from your younger self, that could experience this in a more severe way being a child. But if some of those emotions and energies can also be honored into their rightful place, into their context from which they existed, like if your ancestry experienced painful race issues, painful wounds from cross cultures, then some of the feelings you have now might be also their feelings and you don't have to feel them anymore in fact it's really a redeeming and respectful and honoring place to say this was your story i see that this is your story or this is what you experienced and this is how i honor you by saying it's yours and by living my life, by living my life free of your wound, of that wound. And maybe we have our own wounds. (laughs) There's certainly a lot of painful things happening in the world right now that in some ways have their tangles with intergenerational systemic trauma. So to put this more tangibly, I... I was in a situation recently where I felt like 
I was putting in all this work and the other person was not meeting up with their end of the agreement or what what I thought was the agreement. And it felt so, so deeply uncomfortable. And as I sat with it and let my body speak up more about it, it was showing me that this was the experience of Chinese people as they came to America, building the railroads and working really hard, keeping up with their end of the bargain, or so they thought, and that Americans did not give the respect, money, or belonging that Chinese people felt like they earned and wanted and agreed to. So I felt this sense of age-old getting the shit end of the stick or getting the shit end of things, short end of the stick, (laughs) Um, and how painful and devastating that was. And I could tell my present situation wasn't that devastating, even though like it, it didn't warrant that amount of devastation, even though it was not a comfortable experience. I could feel that some of that devastation belonged to my people. Even though these people were not part of my direct lineage, it's held in the culture in the energy of being Chinese-American and here. So as you move through whatever you're experiencing, is there a place where what you're feeling has also another context with something that's been repeated in time, in history? And who do these feelings belong to? Who wants to be honored and seen through you, through you holding some of these emotions, some of these repeat dynamics? And what part can you give back and honor and see their story so that you can live in this moment with what's just yours? Because it's quite a lot more when we have to carry two loads or three loads of emotion. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this today, that the systemic experience we're having right now is an intergenerational trauma. It is not the first time, as many people are talking about now, that we have hurt Black people and made them not matter or given, made them feel that they do not matter. And it's not the first time that they have spoken up and that people have spoken up to support that they do have a place here. They do matter. Whatever your specific experience is or what you feel is coming through you, could be really important to the whole energetic dynamic. So whatever is moving through you is important. And it is exactly what you may need to look at. You're seeing it for a reason. 
So whether it's seeing something outside of you and being affected by it, feeling some emotion for it, or something internally. A lot of people have asked me, what am I supposed to do? Or I feel so guilty to not do certain things right now to support Black people or to support the protest or uh, what some people call this revolution. There's this sense of, am I doing the right thing? Or what am I supposed to be doing? And I, I think that the answer is so individual. And it's up to you to ask yourself. And of course, get support around it if you need it. But to trust your own intuition and your sense and what's emerging for you that this is what you need to do, or this is what you are here to look at. And it is completely, likely completely different from the next person. And that that's okay. What's ours to do is ours to do, and nobody else's. And it's more important to do what's ours to do and to look at than to do what everyone else says we should do or thinks we should do. It's great to learn from others and it's great to get ideas or let something spark us. But then to let that land in ourselves, digest and find what's congruently emerging and what's naturally coming forward in the place that we're at in stride with ourselves. That is the stuff. And there is no wrong in that. It's exactly right. So I want to encourage you to be wherever you're at with all of these things that are intensely happening around us and in us. To respect where you're at. Hold your feelings. Let your feelings take the ride before making decisions outside of you is a piece of wisdom that I I try to remember and support myself with because I've always found that doing so gives me a lot more space to act in a way that I'd like to after I take the course of my own inner experience. And Yet I've always admired people who are in it and let themselves be fully in it and accept exactly where they are and let that be an inner outer experience more immediately. That's also really powerful. With all of this dismantling and pulling things apart, tearing things down inside and out, we might find that tender place where there's quiet where there's that grieving or needing to reflect and honor or pause restore and when it's time to create again wherever you are in that process to create the life that you want or create from a more aligned place that is natural and essential to you What is that alignment? What's your compass or what do you anchor to when the things you used to anchor to are gone or not what you want to anchor to anymore? And for me, it's pleasure. 
pleasure in the sense of a whole, complete, and sweetly joyful place of pleasure. The things that I enjoy to guide me, the feelings that I enjoy. And when I have that, it helps hold all the other feelings. It's not to replace discomfort or challenging feelings with joy, but to bring more joy, to bring pleasure that holds and gives me more capacity to move through everything. That's the sense of wholeness. And when I find these simple things, like as I've arrived in Michigan, just feeling the breeze, noticing how quiet it is here, planting vegetables, even though it's late in the season, that's like all I want to do right now is grow things, grow things that can sustain me, grow things that feel good and healthy. What's giving you pleasure? What gives you a joy that feels whole? And they can be really simple things to meaningful things. But can you let yourself attune to that so that it's your compass? for whatever it is that you and those around you are creating in this world. Imagine yourself being in your joyful peace and attuned to what you precisely love to bring your specific beauty into this life, into this world, into the earth around you that you are emitting this energy from the radiance of who you are because this is what you love, to love what you love. And imagine life living itself right there and holding all the feelings that we have as humans, all the healing that may be happening, all the difficult things that we are looking at but having that guidepost of pleasure, of the joyful experience of being human, the sacred experience of being able to enjoy every single experience we can possibly have. And what I mean is within us, not that we have to go around and experience everything, but that we have this whole world of experiencing inside of ourselves And can we be with all of it? Can we be fully alive? There's one more thing I want to share with you. Have y'all seen the Friends episode where Ross wants to move this couch up the back stairs and he, Chandler, and Rachel are trying to do it and he's, he's saying, turn, pivot, pivot (laughs) and it's it's ridiculous if you haven't seen it i'll link it in the show notes because it really made me laugh recently that is how my life is feeling at the moment um in the aftermath of a handful of incidences and things that happened two days ago i literally 
had two strangers help push start my car. I never even really knew that was a thing because I had always driven an automatic before and um, now driving a manual, um, I learned the, th- the thing I think that happens in Little Miss Sunshine where they run and start the car. So they pushed it. I I had the clutch down, lifted it up and pressed it back down and the car started and we were doing this in reverse. Anyway, long story short is that I um, got a new battery for my car. So uh, when I got home after four months, my car wouldn't start. It's a kind of older um, Honda and uh, my first manual that I've owned. And so I wanted to get a used car. And um, so it wouldn't start, had to get a new battery. Somehow that took like a week and a, a few days because I was waiting on someone and it fell through a, a certain mechanic that my mom goes to. And then once that happened and I installed it, it started and it was working just fine. And I went over to pick up some garden stuff from someone on Facebook Marketplace. And I parked in their driveway. And as I went to leave, I the car didn't start. So... Uh, after a really nice experience, actually, of this woman and her brother helping me out, uh, we had to push start the car and I made it home. And yes, the car won't start again. And we think it's the starter, the, the actual starter. So before this happened, I also had to reboot my entire phone back to factory settings. It was like the storage kept saying it was full and then I'd delete stuff and it would appear that it was, it had more storage. And then suddenly, without me doing anything, just literally sitting there watching the storage, it would jump back up again to full. And so rebooting my whole phone and um, starting from scratch in a way, like re-downloading apps and things like that, and um, offering me a chance to create new settings which really literally is what it feels like moving forward. Once I got started here with one of the horses that I used to connect with, Cloudwalker, yesterday I got a message saying that Cloudwalker is going to be leased by someone else and eventually having a new owner. Um, And that just was a bit of a transition to wrap my heart and mind around but actually the horse that um, this woman offered me to work with instead is someone that I like and feels like it's going to be a lot lighter and easier energy and it's a chance to start fresh so in the end I started to realize maybe this is for the better a blessing in disguise so to say and while I was a little bit disappointed I felt like, actually, this seems like the right thing. I was a little afraid to make a commitment to a lease with Cloudwalker. It felt like a lot of pressure, especially given my car is not in working condition and I have to rely on other people right now to borrow their car or to drive me. And so um, with this new horse, I get to just spend a little time with her to make sure it's a it's a nice commitment and maybe I'll just make a new proposal. Maybe I will go back to um, contributing to her care per time that I go rather than making a lease commitment. So all these things 
the car, the new starter for the car, new battery, restart on my phone, restart in another state, different horse. It felt like I was completing some old energy, like some patterns that kind of like got started, but now things are forcing them to shift into a new transition to make space for an upgrade, an upgrade of energy, new settings, as I said, and um, this chance to step into the juicy, soft tendrils of what's beginning to sprout. And as I say that, I um, am, have been watching this celery stem that I cut. It was like a two-inch celery stem from the bottom of a grocery celery stalk, as well as some seeds from uh, some kale seeds, and they're already beginning to grow and sprout after about six days of being in a pot. That's making me really happy. And the compost that I'm starting to build here is also making me really happy. So it's these little things that of regrowth, building a new sustenance, creating peace, creating fresh light energy in my life that I'm not used to doing. Well, not not used to doing, but in my whole life, life has been very different. Um, the last handful of years has been much lighter as some of my trauma has moved through and I'm not reliving it as much. So I wanted to add that as a uh, just a little note about how I'm experiencing life. And in the past, I think I would have experienced these things with a lot more frustration, stress, maybe fear, and um, pressure. And luckily, right now, my setup in my life is one that I can take it easy and just let it happen and kind of watch what happens, take the ride and receive support from people around me. Um, I don't have like a pressured nine to five job situation where I need to be somewhere at a certain time that, you know, would made not having a car available a lot more stressful. And I guess, you know, I don't mind being kind of trapped. <laughs> you know, we, we're all kind of conditioned for that now with the quarantine, but um, I don't mind doing the gardening and uh, doing a little bit of resting in the hammock that my neighbor just decided to get rid of and I snagged. So um, this shifting and reboot, this pivot and adapting to something new or turning a corner to a new fresh energy is how I'm seeing all these things happening. And Fingers crossed as I get this new starter for my car. Um, luckily, my sister's boyfriend has been really kind to offer his help in installing it. We'll see if that's the problem or if there's more. And as a little sidebar, I looked at astrology and I just thought, is this Mercury retrograde? And it is. Um, by the time this episode airs, Mercury retrograde will be over on July 12th, and this episode will be airing July 13th. So hopefully things will be a little bit different then. I don't 
believe that astrology is everything. I think there are a lot more energies at play than just the stars, but um, I have found some comfort in that experience of, okay, things are kind of in line with what's going on out in the stars in the energy of how we're interpreting it at least. Um, so let that be what it is. So as we come to the end today of this episode, I'd invite you to sense something in this last few days that has brought you a feeling of pleasure, of a sense of well-being, or being in your nature, your essence, or just feeling okay. And letting yourself breathe that experience in again and be with the pleasure of it. Being with any feelings that come up, any sensation in your body. And feel free to spend time there as well as time with any experience that you have gotten through recently that has been hard or challenging. And just make contact with that place of recognizing, yes, I, went, I got through that. I survived that. And that's over, or I survived that piece of it. And see how your body can digest that a little bit more to fortify you in your own strength to move forward with your day. And you are here after all. You are alive. And I want to mention that I just released the Touch Workshop videos and they're online you can access them at your leisure it is for a limited time offered on a sliding scale so you can get the touch workshop series part one and two and you can either get them both or get one separately part one is nine different techniques to support your body with self-touch and receiving touch in a way that can bring more healing to your body more capacity can bring pleasure as well as support you in healing any trauma and feeling through challenging emotions. So if you want to feel more embodied, check that out. And part two is allying with your wall, where we work with anger, red energy, boundaries, and strengthening and fortifying our energetic and physical boundaries, as well as feeling like someone's got your back. You can check it out at candacewu.com slash touch workshop. Especially in a time where we are, for the most part, still physical distancing, touch, supportive self-touch can really give our nervous systems a feeling of embodiment, support, and a way to thrive and um, carry yourself through challenging times. Thank you so much for joining me on the Embody Podcast, and I'll see you next time.